Hello, hello, welcome to the stream. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world today. My name's Emily. I am one of the English tutors and streamers from Canada. Um, I also spent about eight years living in the UK, um, but you will mostly hear a Canadian accent today. Um, and currently I am traveling. So at the moment I am streaming to you live from my camper van in Panama. So I am still in Panama, hoping to get to Colombia in the next couple of weeks. Um, come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you're from. And let me know how you're doing today. Are you doing well? Um, do you have a busy weekend planned? What are your plans? Cool. Okay. So let's get going. This is going to be quite an interactive stream. I'm going to want you to be using the chat a lot during this stream because we are going to be talking about various debate topics. Um, so I've selected a few different debate topics for us to discuss, and I want to hear all of your opinions. Um, there's no right or wrong answer for these. These are just points for us to discuss and practice our English. If at any point you aren't sure about some vocabulary, just ask me in the chat too, and I'm happy to help you. Okay, cool. Let's see who we have then. Uh, Selvi, Stephanie from Indonesia, Vidya from Indonesia as well. Selvi's from Germany, Stephanie's from Palembang specifically, or Mila <laughs> from Somalia. Hello, Nat Punch from Moscow. Good to have you all here today. Okay, so the topic today is all about debates. So what, when did this start becoming a thing? Um, in the early 14th century, this word debate meant to have a quarrel, which is like a fight, a dispute, or a disagreement. And from the late 14th century onwards, it then meant a more formal dispute or an interchange or exchange of arguments. So that has been, it's been a topic kind of for a long time that we've had this idea of having debates between people. So changing ideas when you might have different points of view. Okay. And so why do we do this? Why is it good to debate? Um, so it's not just in the political sphere, although that's one of the places we might see it the most uh, often, but it's a great chance to express your point of view, develop your critical thinking, promotes research. So going and seeking out um, points that are for different points of view and helps to create leaders. So I think in a lot of school systems, they have debate teams. So let me know in the chat if you've ever uh, participated in a debate team. Okay, and a few definitions for how debates are run. So of course there's the topic. So we are gonna have a variety of topics today, which is the general issue to debate. Um, constructive speech. So this will be kind of the first opening speeches from each side. Of course, because it's just me um, here doing the stream today, we won't have exactly an opening speech, but we will have the chance in the chat for lots of people to share their ideas. Um, so there's the pro side, which affirms, confirms, says yes to the resolution, or the con side, which negates or says no to the resolution. And then there's evidence. So this is all the research that people will do ahead of the time to get supporting materials. And so a person who is really good at debate should actually be able to argue both sides. 
Um, it's not about only saying, you know, my side is right. I don't need to consider the other side. I think in, um, in politics and many other spheres of life as well, it's important to understand both sides. Okay, let's keep going. So yeah, let me know if you've ever taken part in a debate. So formally, so maybe in school, um, so Stephanie says she did it in senior high school. So maybe that was like a formal debate where you prepared and then you were presenting in front of judges. Um, maybe yes, but informally. So it could be a family member at a holiday dinner and you started, you had two points of view. And so you started kind of sharing what these points of view were. Let me know. And let's see who else we have here today. Bella from Norway, Monica from India. Sohail from Iran, Anagal from Spain, Hakan from Kurdistan, Vladimir from Spain, El Florentino from Brazil, Ajmal from London, Andres from Spain. Great, nice mix of people. Miguel says, I usually don't enjoy debates. I usually get bored. Yeah, well, I think with anything, if it goes on for too long, then it can get boring. <laughs> but today I've selected, um, I'm not sure how many, maybe around eight topics. And the idea is that we're gonna go through them quickly. So as long as people have points of view to share in the chat, then please share them and it will help us all learn some new vocabulary today. Okay, so our first debate point here. Oh, and just, yeah, so most people have done this in some way, whether it's formal or informal. So this should be familiar to many of you today. Okay, so. Our first debate topic is the minimum wage should be increased. Let me know in the quiz if you are affirmative or con and come let me know why you say that in the chat. But also tell me a point from the other point of view. So I think, you know, the point of view for people who say yes, um, maybe could be that it's, you know, too difficult for people to survive in many cities around the world on the minimum wage levels. Um, a point on the con could be if you raise all the wages that the cost of everything will just go up so there'll be more inflation. So even if you raise the minimum wage, then the inflation might go up, which is challenging. So I suppose minimum wage going up, but having sort of measures in place to prevent inflation could be good. What do you think? Let me know in the chat. Um, why should it be increased? Um, yeah, so I think for quality of life for people, absolutely. Another con might be that, you know, if minimum wages increase, then the prices of everything is just going to increase. Like, for instance, the grocery store, they have to pay their staff more, so then they're going to put the prices higher for the consumers. Um, of course, there's a balance between this, which I, I think don't think any country has this totally correct. Um, let me know in your country if you know what the minimum wage is and if you think they should increase it. In some countries, they might have minimum wage according to region. So someone was from London in the chat they have what's called kind of a London living wage. Um, so if you live outside of London, you might be paid less than if you make in London where it's a lot more expensive. It doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to support a family on a minimum wage, but 
Um, yeah. So Miguel has the point that the economy should be as free as possible. So if it was a completely free economy, that would mean that there would be no regulations. I guess what you're saying, Miguel, let me know. So Florentino, a minimum wage must guarantee dignity. I agree. I think if someone is working full time, they should be able to afford the basic necessities of life. If you're working full time and you can't afford the basic necessities, then probably there needs to be more, I don't know, more support in some way for housing, for food. Um, I agree. If someone is working all the time and still not able to make it, it's quite difficult. Groceries are getting higher. Yes. Um, there's high inflation around the world right now. Many countries are used to experiencing inflation on a regular basis, but it's really increased a lot now. Okay, so Magic Maj thinks the minimum wage shouldn't be too much lower than the maximum wage because people must have enough money to have a good life. Okay, so... Right. I didn't do um, a top. I don't think I did a topic on this one. Maybe I did, but um, there's an idea of universal basic income so that everyone receives an amount of money each month. And then if they want to work more than that, then they can, but it's kind of enough for people to live on. Um, and the idea is that everyone gets that, even if they're rich already, so that you don't have to do any administrative costs. Because right now, when people are getting social benefits, for instance, there's huge administrative costs of figuring out who is eligible, who's trying to work the system, things like this. So it's an interesting idea. I think there's tests going on around the world. Mm. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So yeah, Monica adding that um, the market's getting higher and so it's not possible for people to survive. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. If you have some other thoughts on minimum wage, feel free to add them in the chat. Okay. The next debate topic is that the government, so this could be the government in your country, um, should invest heavily in green energy. Okay. So I haven't put, you know, a percentage of GDP here, gross domestic product. Um, I think... I think a lot of people, as it's showing, are on the agree side. Let's, so let's try to think of maybe why people would disagree with this. So maybe people would disagree with this because they say that there should be money invested in other areas like healthcare or, or education. <clears throat> but then the people on the agree side might say, yes, but if we don't have um, green energy and if we don't think about climate change, then we don't have a future. So... I think um, definitely I strongly agree with this one too, but I think it's interesting to think of the, um, the other point of view because why aren't governments investing heavily in green energy then? Um, so Mila asks, what is green energy? So green energy would mean anything that is renewable or alternative to using fossil fuels, for instance. So things like... Uh, windmills, uh, hydropower, so when you have a big dam, uh, solar panels, so solar power. Um, yeah, so if all of us are agreeing so strongly here, why do we think it's not happening? Let me know in the chat. Mm. 
there's two people who disagree. So maybe they have a bit of a perspective there on why the government should not invest heavily. Um, I think there's some new types of green energy which are coming coming about as well. I saw that there's, so geothermal energy is when they go into the center of the earth to get the heat, but I've seen that they are finding ways to go even deeper so that they'd be able to use that heat to power like a whole town, which would be amazing. So I think there's definitely more research going towards these topics, but why isn't it necessarily a focus of every government then? What do you think? And Magic Madge says, yeah, people cannot do much without the government. Of course, you know, individually we can do things like adding solar panels to our house or trying to turn off the lights when we leave rooms. But um, if the system around you isn't supporting that, then it can be difficult. So let me know in the chat why you think it's not happening. Um, for myself, so right now I'm streaming to you from my camper van um, and we have a solar system. So I have 400 watts of solar power on the roof, which powers my laptop that I'm on right now. It powers a fridge. Um, yeah, so solar energy is amazing. It's a really cool, cool option. Okay, so Alessio says that the government has a lot to gain from not using green energy yet. Yep, so maybe from the oil industry, they have a lot to gain and so they aren't too uh, motivated because of money or power to switch to green energy. Yep, so maybe it's, it's more about money than care for life and planet, yes. Other things we can do, E. Florentino notes, we can also eat less meat. Yeah, so there's other things that we can do to help with climate change. Um, yeah, so everyone agrees. So it seems like probably what we need to do then is put more pressure on governments when it's election time <clears throat> or whenever there's the opportunity to express uh, what you want as a citizen that you want your governments to invest in green energy. Okay, let's go to the next topic. All students should have to wear school uniforms. So this varies a lot according to country and culture. For example, in Canada, it would only really be private schools where people are using school uniforms. Whereas in the UK, I think it's like a quarter of schools will wear a uniform. Um, I think, yeah, when I was younger, so I, I didn't use a school uniform, but I can see how it would have been good in many ways because you, um, you don't have to think about what you're wearing in the morning. Uh, there's less maybe bullying if people can't afford certain brands. Um, and then you can put that money towards just weekend activities or weekend clothes. So I think as an adult now looking back, I think hmm, actually it would have been maybe easier overall, but then on the no side, when you're young, you want to be individual, you want to be unique, you want to have your own style. So I think the uniform can make you feel like you're put into a box, maybe. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe something like having the uniform 
uh, most days and then some like Fridays without or something like that. Okay. Let's see. And so one last point on the clean energy is that um, Vidya noted that, yeah, governments are enjoying oil money. So we are heavily dependent on the fossil fuel industry. The outcome of investment in green energy is not so clear. Yeah, absolutely. So we need investment also in um, future green energy, not just the existing technologies we have around wind, solar and water, but we need we need more investment in the research as well. Okay, so CETA for uniforms, it's pretty, it's pretty even split here. Um, come, come tell me why you think yes or no. Um, so CETA says that it makes students disciplined. Yeah, it can, absolutely. Um, Mila says yes, but I have to buy a lot of clothes. Yeah, so maybe if you have a uniform, then you don't have to buy as many clothes. You can just have a few good quality clothes. Uh, Magic Madge said it's not a good idea because kids can choose what they want and it can affect their lives. Yeah, so you lose the individuality. It can make, uh, like I said, people feel like they're being kind of put in a box or they're not comfortable. They're not themselves. Uh, Monica notes that uniforms show equality as people um, who can't afford to buy branded clothes come can't. So it keeps everyone together and concentrated on learning. Um, but then E. Florentino mentions that edu the education system should promote the importance of positive self-identity. So that would mean that they should have the chance to choose what they want to wear. Children are not an army. <laughs> it could be expensive for a lot. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if parents are still having to buy very expensive uniforms, then maybe it doesn't help them if they can't afford different clothing. Okay, so quite an even split here. Um, and yeah, I think this does vary quite a bit country to country of what would be considered the norm um, for what people are used to. Maybe there's some sort of middle ground where um, you could have some days with, some days without. That's an interesting point. Kira agrees with uniforms if teachers have it too. Okay. Yeah, I think as a student, as a kid, I wouldn't have wanted one, but as an adult, I see the benefits. That's probably where I land on this debate topic. So we can see both sides here. And hello, Janet, welcome to the stream. We're doing a variety of debate topics today, so feel free to jump in and out as you like. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Let's go on to the next, <laughs> the next point here. Okay. I'm sure there might be some strong feelings in the room today <laughs> on this debate topic. So video games are a waste of time. Do you agree with that? So pro or are you con? And let me know in the chat. So I think um, absolutely video games can become very addictive. And, you know, there's particular games where maybe there's not any learning outcomes or no kind of skills development. So that could be seen as a waste of time. However, 
there's some games where people become professional players and they go on to have a career with video games. Or maybe it makes them have a passion to want to go design video games. Um, maybe it gives them a community, some of the online games where they can talk to other people if otherwise in real life they don't feel as comfortable. So maybe that's that's some of the reasons why it's not a waste of time. Um, let me know in the chat what you think. This is quite a 50-50 split, so I'm curious to hear what you think. I didn't play a ton of video games when I was younger, um, but I think sometimes it can be a good like meditative kind of thing to do. It's sort of relaxing, depending what game you're playing maybe. And um, it can be fun and social too, if you're playing with a sibling or a friend. So let me know what you think about video games. So Alex notes that with video games and social media and all this kind of online world, we could lose our values and culture because people don't put attention to real life. Yep. So there's things like the metaverse where, and you know, with alternate realities where people put something on and then they basically see themselves in an alternate universe, but maybe that becomes their real life and that becomes kind of a new subculture. So I think that's yeah, a great point that culture could change and, but um, maybe that is just a part of how the world is going to be. Um, Sayida said it's okay for fun or entertainment, but people can get addicted. Um, they can cause social replacement, obesity, stress, could limit academic progress. Absolutely. Um, Magic Madge thinks kids need to play in the real world and make a balance between video games and outdoor activities. Yeah, so Olivia notes that the, the percentage of people who actually do have the, these positive effects is probably much less than the people who have negative effects. So it's probably small. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, I think, because I think Every, you know, everything in moderation. So if someone's able to play for fun with their friends and not become too addicted, then great. Um, yeah, too much of a good thing can have a negative impact, as Vidya says. I agree. Excellent. Okay. So the next one might be a bit controversial, but we are here to just discuss in, you know, not no judgments. <laughs> Um, this is just an interesting one for our next topic. So what do you think? Marriage is outdated. Agree or disagree? And um, this is another one that's going to have a big variation according to culture and country, what people might think. Um, let me know in the chat why you agree or disagree. Let's see what you think. Um, I think certainly in countries where it's more common to just live together before you're married um, and maybe there's less pressure to have a wedding or have children, then it's not necessarily, it's not as necessary perhaps, but I think for a lot of people, it's still considered kind of a life goal um, or yeah, a pivotal point in their life. Let me know in the chat what you think. 
is marriage outdated? <laughs> okay, and I'll see some other notes here about video games from our last debate topic. So Andre loves to play puzzle games and that's never a waste of time. Yeah, puzzles are a great like meditative topic, uh, uh, activity too. Um, or you could do other things rather than play. Um, for example, learning another idiom, idioms like French, very good. So video says marriage is not outdated, but the big wedding reception is. Yeah, in certain cultures, I guess. I think in some cultures, when where people have a lot of money, they still want to show kind of their wealth and have the big reception. But yeah, I, I think, um, let's see here. Livia notes that in many countries, marriage is still important for having legal rights in emergency situations. Absolutely, yes. So some countries, they might not recognize other forms of partnership, um, even if you are, yeah, legal legal partners living together, you might not have the same rights. That's a great example. If you have children together and you're not married, then it could also be complicated if, let's say, one person is traveling out of the country. Um, let's see. Alex says in Mexico, a lot of the population is just together without getting married. Let me know why you think that is, Alex. Do you think they'll get married later? Is it just because people don't want to? Um, Andrew says lots of people are getting divorced. Janet says a marriage um, is when you're living together with love and respect. Absolutely. Um, you can love someone without a signed paper. Totally. I guess it depends on, yeah, it, what kind of rights you need. Totally. So sometimes you might need... Um, Yeah. And yeah, great point from Monica that marriage failures, failures around the world might have led people to believe that it's become outdated, but it's still part of life that many people desire. Totally. And so, yeah, if it's something that you want to do, do it. <laughs> totally. Um, interesting topic, though, which is most most people disagree. I think most people still believe in marriage. Um, but some people might think that it's less so okay so I've been through five so far I do have five more topics but I wanted to give you a chance to maybe submit some topics um, either we'll discuss them today or we could do it on a stream another day for um, doing some debates okay so magic match says according to statistics Modern marriages are not more successful than old ones. And nowadays couples might be less committed to work on long lasting relationships. Yeah, I think we live in kind of a culture and society now where we're used to instant gratification, having everything in your, you know, in your hand in your moment. And so maybe with things like dating apps and stuff, people are just like, oh, the next great thing is right around the corner. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to note down some of these topics, and then we'll keep going. See how much time we have. Okay. Perfect. Um, 
Okay. Admission. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to keep going, but as always, if you have ideas for other topics, whether it's a debate topic, if we do another kind of debate session, um, or topics in general. Perfect. It's always good to have other ideas for streams you're looking for. All right, well, let's keep going. So, and if we have some time, then maybe we'll pick up one of these ones. Okay, so perfect. Um, Ava in the chat has just asked a question, are you addicted to the mobile, your mobile phone? Well, um, our next question is right on that topic. So do you think smartphones have made our lives easier? Agree or disagree? All right, so on the agree side, I think, you know, having a little computer in your hand that can help you navigate places, call your friend, set an alarm, look up a recipe, do all these things has certainly made your life easier. Maybe on the disagree side, people could say that um, life has become a bit more complicated because you are always connected. So whereas before, if you made plans with a friend, let's say, to go meet up somewhere, you would just have to go there because otherwise, um, yeah, you can't just text them and say, oh, I can't make it or I'm late. Um, so with work, you know, you're always connected to, you're always attached to your emails, unless you turn them off, maybe. Um, so that might be some ways that life has become maybe easier in some ways, but more difficult in others. Let me know in the chat what you think about this one. I think overall, absolutely, it has made our lives easier. Um, I mean, I'm very dependent on my phone. I use it for translation. Um, I'm in a lot of Spanish-speaking countries at the moment, so that's really helpful for me. I use it for looking up restaurants to go to, places to go visit, what are the opening hours, what are the directions. So I'm using it all the time. Um, but here's some negatives in the chat. So. Yeah, Monica notes that there can be poor social interaction or health issues. Totally. Yeah, sometimes you see people out for dinner and they're both just on their on their phone, right? Um, so I think we have to learn how to use them to help us, but not to control us. And exactly, Monica says that everything has pros and cons, totally. And that's the point today here is that we're arguing both sides so we can consider both sides. Um, overall, we can land on one side, like the winner of the debate, but today is all about kind of thinking about both sides of topics. So they've put the world at our fingertips, but sometimes you could miss moments if you're only looking at screens, not screams. <laughs> Okay. All right. So right now, maybe you're watching this on your mobile phone too. So luckily, you're able to come and watch Chatterbug because you have that. <laughs> Let's keep going to the next one. And I will read as you're answering some of the other points. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be addicting as well. So I think just like 
um, video games we talked about before. Um, it's also a form of addiction, modern addiction. They're totally convenient when you travel abroad. I agree with you, Gimme. Um, so you can communicate with other people. You can avoid carrying physical money. Yeah, you can access your bank through your phone. Um, you can live far away from home and keep in contact. Totally. Yeah, so I've lived away from home for um, probably more than 10 years, I guess, from away from Canada, different places. And having the phone is really nice. I can take pictures, update my family and friends back home. I can see what they've been up to. And so this is a really nice, um, nice option to have. So Monica notes could increase loneliness and depression. Totally. I think it could, but I think it also can give you a connection and a way to contact people. So kind of goes both ways, like many things. And excellent, Gigi. I'm glad you are enjoying these useful English lessons. <laughs> um, Okay, and so this one's quite split, the next one here. The topic is animals shouldn't be used for medical research. Okay, so if we agree, we think that um, we should not test any um, new medicines or other um, medical procedures and things like that on animals. Um, so if you say agree for that, maybe what you're thinking about is animal welfare. Um, but if you disagree, maybe you think that that's the only way for us to test and know if medicine will work. I guess if we don't test on animals, then we're testing on humans or we don't have the medicine. Maybe there's other ways. I'm not a scientist by any means, but maybe there's other ways to test medicines um, using like other simulations without having to use animals. It's a tricky one. I don't know enough about the topic. I think this is probably one where I would have to go research myself to understand. Um, yeah, so it's it's a hard one. Lots of people are saying in the chat, of course, but sometimes it could be necessary. Um, and they're very important for medical research. Yeah, I don't think it's something nice. We don't want to hurt animals, of course. Um, but that's maybe a trickier, a trickier debate topic for us. Let me know if anyone in the chat is a scientist um, and has a view, it would be great to hear what you think about this one. All right, let's go on to the next one. In the meantime, this one's also to do with uh, medicine. So do you think universal healthcare, so that means that it's publicly available to everyone is a human right. Um, so in places like Canada, we have public health care, which is wonderful. Um, sometimes though with public health care, you can have very long wait times. So people end up leaving the country to get certain procedures done. Um, in places like the United States, it's privatized. And so if people don't have insurance, they can be left with tens of thousands of dollars of medical debt, which I think is pretty crazy um, coming from a country where we have healthcare as a right. Um, anytime I'm traveling to the United States, since I was living in Canada and the States is very close, 
I'm always very, very careful that I have travel insurance because even if I'm going for one day, if something happens in the United States and you have to go to the hospital, then it is really bad. You could be left with a massive amount of debt. Um, what do you think? I think most people agree here. I think so as well. I think also it's not just about emergency health care. I think public health, like preventing people from having problems is really important too. So encouraging healthy eating, exercises, things like this that you can do in society to prevent people from getting sick. What do you think? Do you think the healthcare system in your country is good? Are they doing a good job? Um, is it completely public? Tell me what it's like in your country. Okay. Yeah, for me, I think this one's agree. And so Monica notes that it's a responsibility for the individual and the government, but it has not been fully fulfilled. Yes, of course, it's up to the individual to take care of themselves too. I don't think you want to live somewhere where anytime anything is a little bit wrong, people are rushing to the hospital because then there's just not going to be capacity in the system. You want people to know how to take care of themselves first and, you know, go to the hospital or go for checkups when it's serious. Um, not having access to health treatment is a form of social exclusion, 100%. Um, even in some countries where they do have maybe a public healthcare system, it's really, really bad. And so if you don't pay for the private one, then you're not going to get good access to care. In Eva's country, it's public. Gime says healthcare equals money, so it's expensive to afford. Yes, it's a tricky one, I think. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think I've, I've read this stat. I'm not sure exactly what the number was, but I think uh, in the United States, even though it's private healthcare, there are still some government, there's still government spending in healthcare. And they spend more per person than Canada does on healthcare, even though ours is completely covered. So maybe you can look at efficiencies in the system or how much people are being paid. Um, but I think everyone should have the chance to be taken care of. So in Mexico, Alex notes that it's not so important to the government, so there's bad public medical insurance, right? So then you would need to pay for private access or your company would need to pay for private access. Okay. I think certainly over the last couple of years, I think a lot of the um, public health systems have been struggling and probably a lot of the people who were working in the hospitals don't want to maybe anymore after such a difficult uh, two years, so. Okay, let's keep going. We have two more debate topics today. And then, yeah, I took down some notes from your other ideas. So we can do another session like this another time. But thank you for your, um, thank you for your comments so far. <laughs>
All right. So this one I think is going to become more relevant as time goes on. You know, you have Tesla, you have other com car companies which are um, creating these driverless vehicles. So the debate topic is driverless cars should be allowed on the same roads as manual drivers. Yes or no? So from what I understand, reading just a little bit about this, is that driverless cars have a lower accident rate than humans. So maybe driverless cars are actually the safer option. But I think the problem happens when they get into an accident, then the, um, the confidence in them as a whole completely collapses. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm more of a technology kind of enthusiast, or I see it positively. Um, you know, I don't want evil robots taking over the world, of course. But I think, I think if driverless cars can be proven to show a lower rate of accidents than humans, then, then maybe, maybe they should be allowed on the same roads. It's going to take some time. Maybe it'll have to start in large cities, certain highways where they say, you know, driverless vehicles are okay. Um, people say no. <laughs> Maya, are you coming from the future? <laughs> no, I just I I I like uh, I like to think about yeah the benefits and the growth of technology in a good way. I think of course there can be downsides, like any debate topic today. <laughs> uh, Magic Maj says driverless cars are my dream. Yeah, I think it'll be really cool once we have them to see how it changes. Uh, how we use roads and things like that, you know, let's say, rather than flying somewhere, if you have a driverless vehicle, you can just maybe it's really comfortable, and you just sleep overnight as your car takes you there. So you don't have to book a train ticket, you don't have to fly, you can just get in your driverless vehicle, have a nap, and you wake up and you're there. I think that would be pretty cool. I hope it, I think, I feel like it'll be here in the next, they already exist. So like, when will it be more around? Maybe in like the next, I don't know, 20 years or something. Tell me what you think in the chat. When do you think driverless cars will be seen? Not around the world, but maybe in major cities like Sao Paulo, New York, London, um, Hong Kong, these big cities. When do you think we will see driverless cars around more? And Gigi makes the note that 5G technology will improve our lives. Totally. Yeah. That's another interesting topic, too, I think, to talk about. Um, maybe I will do some research on different kind of technology that's coming. All right. And so Monica makes the note that driverless cars could impact incomes or jobs for people who are working as drivers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's already happened with metro systems in many countries around the world where the metros used to have drivers. Now they no longer have them. Um, technology can fail you, even notes. So you have to trust the human being after all. The human being is the one who creates the technology 100%. I think we still need humans. I'm not saying that technology and, and machines will take over completely, but I think maybe they will help us to um, maybe do less of the repetitive or very manual work and we'll have more time to maybe do artistic or educational pursuits.
and Magic Match notes that those drivers can do something else in the future, Eva. Yes, I think, you know, we're all we're always evolving as a society around the world. Uh, people now, you know, I can teach English online. I can, um, there's people who now do social media for their job 100%. That didn't even exist before. Um, there used to be people who worked in coal mines. Maybe that's still some of the world, but now they're working in green energy. So I think there's there's definitely going to be people who lose their jobs along the way, but then there'll be new jobs created. So will they match? I'm not sure. It's yeah. I think it's going to be a key debate topic. Um, yeah, and so Monica notes, yeah, great debate topic, totally. As technology increases, there's less availability of jobs for people. And so I guess it comes back to like, you know, do people need to have jobs to be happy if the technology is creating more wealth and that wealth can be distributed in some way, maybe through a universal basic income? Um, then maybe people don't need to work as much because their basic needs are met. So I think as long as people's needs of food and housing are met, then maybe they have more time to become artists or um, teach the next generation, volunteer. Who knows? Okay, and Maya says usually improves her French, but accidentally watched today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here accidentally, Maya. Nice to have you here. Um, my stream topics are usually pretty random. Um, we choose the topics ourselves. So I'm always happy to take on new ideas. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to chat about these different topics with you guys. Okay. So that was an interesting one. We got on off, off track a little bit, started talking about technology in general, but I think it was interesting. So thank you for joining me on that tangent. Okay. And our last one here, also technology related. I can't admit that I know much about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. Um, I recently was in El Salvador where Bitcoin is actually considered a official currency so they have the US dollar and they have Bitcoin so I was at like a little market for instance where there's little food stalls and they had signs that said we accept Bitcoin um, so it is a, an official currency of El Salvador I think it's the only one in the world um, what do you know what do you know about Bitcoin uh, did you invest in it do you own some I, I'm not really sure about this one. I think, I guess it's, maybe you can't tell them all to accept it, but I think it should be, they should be able to if they want to as their form of payment. Because there's obviously risk associated with it. It's a very volatile currency. It's just like in many other countries I've been to as well, um, even though they have a local currency, they might put all the, the prices in US dollars or euros or something like that because if, like the menu, they'll just put it in US dollars because the, the dollar rate will be a bit more, um, more stable than their currency. So they don't wanna be changing their menu as much. So it could be kind of like that where it's, it's an option. I don't know. 
Romero from Venezuela. Yeah, super interesting, all this technology and the human impact. So that sounds like it would be a good stream, maybe technology, the human impact um, of technology. Interesting point from Monica. So it can avoid chargebacks and fraud. Um, maybe it'll lead to paper transactions becoming obsolete. Yes, so with the blockchain, which is the technology behind Bitcoin, um, it's all completely auditable. And Magic believes that it's the future of currency of the world. GG still doesn't have a clear opinion. Yeah, I don't really either. So it is, it's 50-50. It's an interesting one that is 50-50 here because I think I'm not really too clear either. Um, I can see the benefits of it, absolutely. But I'm not really sure. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, we're just about done our stream now. Um, I hope you enjoyed. This one was a little bit different. Um, just picking various debate topics to get you engaged. Thank you so much for participating. Um, great English. There's great vocabulary a lot of you are using. So I'm very impressed um, on this advanced stream today. Great, great job. Um, there'll be another stream in a little bit if you would like to join. Otherwise, my name's Emily. It was wonderful to have you here today and I'll see you again soon. Bye.